Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Brazen River Podcast. Uh, it's me guys, uh, your host T. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming back. For those of you that actually got to listen to the first episode, uh, we had a lot of technical difficulties. Uh, never actually made it on Spotify, which I emailed back and forth with those those guys over there. Uh, they're really cool, very helpful, uh, so I should be able to get this one on there. Um, and Apple, I don't know what's going on over there. They just absolutely hate uh, my cover art that I have. Uh, so that's the only reason I can't upload it onto Apple. So I'm currently uh, kind of shopping around for somebody to kind of rebrand. So that's where we are with that. Um, but yeah, so welcome to this week. Uh, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad you guys decided to come back and listen to me babble. Uh, I heard got a lot of feedback from you guys, which was super awesome. The ones of you that listened, uh, a lot of you said elaborate more. A lot of you said uh, don't cut yourself off so short. A lot of you said make it longer, uh, which was all awesome, awesome feedback. A lot of you guys were very positive, and I really, really appreciate you guys for doing that. Um, so, just a quick update on where we are in life. My work is getting to be insane. Uh, but, nevertheless, uh, we got to keep pushing forward. Uh, no matter how crazy life gets, you just got to keep moving forward. And, uh, like, like we talked about last week, you got you to gotta get comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. And you really got to... Um, you really got to put yourself out there, man. Uh, so before I go any further today, it would feel wrong of me to not discuss what has happened uh, this past week, um, which feels like it's been going on for like a month. But this past week, um, you know, with everything that's that's went down with the protests and the riots and everything and I feel like I need to cover that uh, with you guys kind of show you how I'm feeling about it because I told you I'm going to be open and honest with you and I'm going to respect your guys' opinions and you guys should respect my opinions it's the only way we grow so here we go there is a reason all of this is happening there's a reason the protest started there's a reason that uh, everybody is so outraged and it kind of was it was set off again with George Floyd okay what happened to George Floyd was in no way shape or form okay right like like there is no way in humanity that you can turn that and say what happened to him was justified. Because I'm going to tell you this. I have had experiences detaining someone. And once you get the restraints on, the handcuffs or the zip ties or whatever it is you're using, and they're behind their back, 
there's a pretty good chance that you're going to be able to control that individual. Especially if they're sitting on the ground with their hands behind their back. Or you've got them sitting Indian style with their hands behind their back. Or you've got them, you know... However, you don't need to take a knee to restrain on someone's neck. And it came out that that is a technique that they haven't been trained but has been used multiple times to secure uh, suspects to a state of unconsciousness where they're easier to deal with. Now let me let me hit that again. They use that tactic to subdue someone to unconsciousness. Now let's put this into perspective here. You've got handcuffs on an individual. He's laying on the ground. You're going to put your knee on his neck to bring him unconscious when if you wanted to bring him unconscious, you just set him up, put him in a rear chokehold because he's being unruly. Not that I'm condoning putting anyone unconscious. I'm not. He was very clearly not resisting arrest. He wasn't putting up a fight. He wasn't endangering no officer's lives. So I don't see why that was necessary. Uh, but if it was necessary, there are other ways you do it other than kneeing on a neck for eight minutes. Also, another big factor, there are three other officers there. Four officers total saw this happen. One actually committed the act. The other three were witnesses. At what point do you as an officer draw the line? Because I'll tell you this right now. I've been in situations where people got a little too rough with detainees. And it's been like, okay, bro, you step out. I'll, I'll handle this. You go cool off. You know, we don't need you doing anything stupid. You know, because once somebody's in custody, it is your amendment. It, it's in the amendments. It's, it's your right to... The law of the due process. Sorry, I drew a blank there for a second. But uh, it's your right to due process. I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty. And once you've been detained, you're and you're no longer a threat, no more harm is to come to you because you're in custody. Okay? The cops aren't going to just shoot, shoot you because you're sitting there with your handcuffs on and they're... We didn't think that they would choke you to the point of death until now, but it it happens, and that sparked a outrage, and it kind of set everything off, and it kind of set off something that we've been seeing for years, and not a lot of people have been listening. Okay, it sparked the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, here's what I got a got an issue with with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, because when people say I support Black Lives Matter, and someone rebuttals and says, all lives matter. Well, yeah. No shit. But there's several analogies that I've seen used to explain this to people because they don't seem to get it. Okay? My my personal favorite is uh, the fact that Someone says, so I saw this on, on, on social media actually, I think I saw it on Twitter. Uh, guy says, this is an actual conversation he was having. Uh, and the lady's name was actually Karen, so it's not like I'm 
using that derogatory term or however people see that as a term uh, it said listen Karen just because I say save the whales doesn't mean in the same breath I'm saying fuck the tigers right like the tigers still matter but at this point in time I'm focusing on the whales right or my people with kids out there it's like if you have four kids right so you got four kids one of your kids comes up and they've got a scraped knee and they're injured. Okay. The kid's injured, clearly hurt, crying, needs help, needs your attention as a parent. You ha- you, you need got to do something to help your child. Right? You don't just say, well, you scraped your knee, but these other three matter too. So j- you just sit down. Okay, just, just be quiet. Sit down. And I'm just... I'm gonna, I'll get you guys, I'll, I'll get everybody some milk and cookies. You know, no, you don't do that. You say, you, come here. Let's clean that, let's clean that scrape off. Let's clean that wound off. Let's put a band-aid over it. Now, let's go get some milk and cookies. You know? Let's go get something to drink. You know, you want some candy? Yeah, you mean, you gotta help them out. They're kids. There's no different in this situation. There is a race of people that is crying out against oppression and racism, which is very wrong. And technically, if you want to go back to it, not the found the the founding of this country. There, in in no way, shape, or form does does the Declaration of Independence say anything about slavery, or or the color of a person's skin. It doesn't. It's declaring independence for all people. I've read it. Multiple, multiple times. And another thing that you see all over social media is the fact that people are like, well, I think I think the cops need to deserve deserve more respect and blah 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 great there are good cops out there i know plenty of them i've served with plenty of them not as police officers but in the military and now they're police officers i'm good friends with a lot of police officers in my town that are good cops they will uphold the letter of the law you know they'll do whatever they can they'll do whatever they can to protect someone that they just have in custody They'll do whatever they can to protect the people and the community. And they're not going to go out and do something stupid like kneel on a neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. And choke a man to death. It's crazy to me. And then, so, another issue that keeps getting brought up is the fact that People are confusing the peaceful protests with the riots. Another issue that I got. So let me explain to you what I'm thinking here. I think that there are people that are peaceful protesting, which is in your God-given rights. It is in your First Amendment. It shall not be infringed upon. You can protest. You could go outside and protest uh, the fact that people put their Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. Uh, you could protest that. That might be a silly protest. 
I'll stand with you because I don't think you should put your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. But you're allowed to do that. So when these people are out here protesting against racism, that's allowed. So stop saying it's not. I've seen plenty of people that are like, well, those protests are unlawful. No, what's unlawful is the opportunist that come out there and they see a cry for help and they see a massive amount of people assembling and they they decide that they're going to take their free shot. They're going to go get them some new Nikes and it's all just going to kind of fall under this movement, this protest that's taking place all across the country. We're just going to smash the windows and take the stuff. Nobody's going to know who it is because look at all these people out here. They can't arrest us all. It's an opportunist. It's not a peaceful protester. There are people out there that have plenty, plenty of stuff to protest about. And they're out there because they believe in what they're protesting. They don't give a shit about the Gucci outlet. They're out there to be heard. They don't want to spray paint. That brings me to another thing. drives me drives me absolutely crazy. You see these Instagram, <laughs> these like Instagram models and shit that are like, they'll write a sign on a piece of cardboard. They'll pull up in their fancy car. They'll get out beside the protest, and their friend will take like seventeen pictures of them holding the sign in different spots, and they get back in their car and leave. Or that fucking lady pulled up in like her ninety thousand dollar car or whatever it was, and. <laughs> the dude's like, he's got his drill and he's putting plywood over his store windows and shit. And she pulls up. She's like, excuse me, sir, can I have the drill? <laughs> so he hands her this fucking drill and her, like, husband gets out of the car and, like, takes, like, four or five pictures. She's like, okay, thank you. Gives him his drill back and then <laughs> they get in their fucking car and drive off. And the dude with the drill stand there like, what in the fuck just happened? <laughs> it's stupid. Opportunist, man. Some of these people will see it as like an opportunity to up their like clout on Instagram. Like, oh man, they were out there doing some shit. No, they weren't. <laughs> and it was it. Five seconds, take a picture, bro. Like, <laughs> they didn't do shit. Uh, <laughs> and to kind of wrap this thing up, <laughs> you know, uh, not because I don't want to spend too much time on it because I do have. Another topic that I really want to get to. It's kind of been burning in my mind. Uh, I think. The only way forward. Is to. And it's got to start with us. But. It's kind of one of those. Catch 22's because we. We're going to have to. Do it slowly. Right there's stuff you can do now. There's for sure stuff you can do now. You can talk to your African American friends. And be like hey. How do you how how do you think we should move forward? Like what do you think we could do right now to help move forward? And listen. Listen to what they have to say. Learn. Educate yourself. Because if you educate yourself on the issue, then future generations we can get away from this indoctrination of racism almost and it's almost like a subtle indoctrination because if you look at like Hollywood movies and stuff especially in the older Hollywood movies you see um, 
you see the cop is like this typical fat white guy and then the robber is normally like this black dude right that's technically subtle like profiling you know all white people are the cops and all black people are the thugs and then you if you're raised in a in a significantly white area like I was it's almost like yeah well down there in downtown they've got all them thugs and stuff not everybody down that lives downtown or in the black communities is a thug white people are just as fucked up as black people are and here's a great argument for that all right in your head right now without pulling out google Name three black serial killers. I'll give you I'll give you a couple seconds. Think about it. Did you get any of them? If you did, please by all means reach out to me and tell me. If you got all three, please tell me. Because you're probably like one of those people who study serial killers. I went to that phase too. <laughs> Anyways, now flip it around and name five white serial killers. Uh huh. See where I'm going with that? White people are just as fucked up, right? So we got to get rid of that indoctrination and in, in our future generations that not everybody's a thug and a crook in the black community. You know, the deck is stacked against them. Statistically, the deck is stacked against them. Because that's the way our society has been indoctrinated. We got to teach our future generations to obliterate that indoctrination. We got to teach them that it, it doesn't matter if you're Latino American, Asian American, African American, Caucasian American, uh... It don't matter where you're from. It don't matter what you look like. It don't matter what the color of your skin is. It don't matter what language you speak. We got to level the playing field. That's the only way forward is to educate. Teach our youth that it doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian, if you're Latino, if you're gay, if you're straight, if you identify as a man, a woman non-binary whatever it is if you identify as like a fucking transformer like that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because at the end of the day no one really cares right like throwing it over to my military side and I forget what I was listening to somebody this week and they brought this example up and I thought it was perfect and I wanted to share it with you guys I have never gone to load a helicopter or a bird to go on an op whether it was in training or real life or whatever it was I've never went to load a bird and had somebody say whoop hey hey hold up stop 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 can't go why can't you go that guy's black what no nobody's ever said that you know why because when shit's hitting the fan, it doesn't matter what fucking color that guy is that's got your back as long as he's got your back. It doesn't fucking matter 
if that guy is in love with a man or a woman, as long as he's he's pumping rounds down range, covering your ass so you can get in a better position to cover his ass. It doesn't matter. So why the fuck does it matter in regular society? Anyways, let me, uh, <laughs> let me kind of, uh, take a moment here, regather my thoughts. All right, we're back. <laughs> now, let's get into the the topic that I really want to hit this week. And it's super, super awesome. It kind of hit me one day uh, when I was at work, kind of trying to game plan what I kind of wanted to do with this week's episode and with everything going on and stuff like that. And it something brought it to my mind. I don't remember what it was, but it talked about commitment okay and committing to a goal right because last week we talked about you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable okay and now what I'm about to say doesn't apply to every goal but sometimes you have to identify be able to identify goals that you just absolutely cannot fail on you have to go after an objective and there is no possible no possible outcome where you fail like you just have to 100% commit and i don't remember if this is i don't remember where i heard this but i'm going to share this little saying with you guys and it is it blew me away when i first kind of deep dove and thought about it uh if you want to take the island then burn your ships. <laughs> There's another part to this statement, but that is just powerful. Think about it. If you want to take the island, then you have to burn your ships. Meaning total, absolute, frigging commitment. With no way of retreat. Will create the ultimate victory. Means you want to take this island. This Pretend this island is your goal. It's your objective. You have battled. You've sailed across these friggin waters. And you come to it. And you're like man. There is no way. There is no way I'm not taking this island. But in the back of your mind, if you go take the island and shit's, and, and, and shit's not going right, you look at it and you're like, oh, fuck, I can just go back to the boat and pull it back out. Not if you burn the ship. Not if you burn the ship. <laughs> because what happens if you burn the ship? You get out there and you get in the shit and you don't know whether to run or whether to retreat or whether to go left. To go right. To sit still. Guess what. You burned your boat. You can't go fucking back. You can't fucking retreat. You always got to move forward. You hear all these people all the time say always forward. 
Forward progress, always forward. Everything you do, you have to go forward. Right? So if you burn your fucking boat, you el- you've eliminated all options of retreat. Right? Eliminate every obstacle you have that could possibly present an avenue for you to retreat. You know why? Because you got to move forward. You always got to move forward. You know, and it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about because uh, I follow a bunch of different uh, special operations military guys, and they're all the time sharing training tips, and they're they're sharing different knowledge that they've gained over the years, and it, it's a pretty awesome little community. And I cannot remember who it was. Uh, I think it was one of the guys at GBRS Group, uh, which is awesome, by the way. You need to you guys need to follow them. They killer content and forward observation group they work with those guys too both awesome but i think it was slade the gbrs group shared a thing that said stagnant equals death in his notes when he was like first coming into i don't know if it was uh the post buds seal training or if it was in buds or wherever it was but it said stagnant equals dead so if you sit still and you let your cause yourself to get bogged down and you're not progressing, you're dead. Right? Crazy. It's crazy to think about, you know. <laughs> and it just kind of shows goes to show you that you you can't go after something that's like half ass. Right? You can't just half ass something. You can't just kind of be like, yeah, I'm going to, I know it says I need a dollar. I'm just going to give it like 50 cents and see if I can get by with it. You know, I, I, I know it says I got to jump with both feet, but I'm just going to jump with one. You know, see how far I can get. You're not going to get very far. You're cheating yourself. Don't fucking cheat yourself. Okay? Burn your fucking ship and take the fucking island. If that doesn't get you fucking going, people, I don't know what the fuck will. My heart is like pumping right now. If I could put my little microphone to my chest, you'd hear it. And I ain't drinking no Red Bull. I'm recording this on Sunday, June the 7th at 10.30 at night, folks. I'm sitting on my back porch and I'm ready to run through a fucking wall. Thinking about committing to my goals. Burning my fucking boat. There is no retreat, baby. We're taking this fucking island. Let's go, boys and girls. And all the other people who are listening to this shit. It's fucking insane, man. It's, it it kind of reminds me of like... So, when I first got to 3rd Battalion 6 Marines, I had this platoon sergeant named Staff Sergeant V. Staff Sergeant Vermillion. Everybody called him Verm, you know, just to tell you how how badass this guy was. Uh, I was standing there in the office, kind of talking to him, you know, being respectful. Yes, staffs aren't. No staffs aren't. Uh, I staffs aren't. And then all of a sudden, his phone goes off, and I I promise you, I'm not kidding you. This man was like one of the toughest, baddest motherfuckers I've ever met. 
and his ringtone was Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, and it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, but anyways, so, <laughs> kind of broke the ice, and he was like, hey man, do you want to go to Hearstmaster School? Helicopter Rope Suspension Technique School. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure, I mean, I'll go to whatever school you want me to go to, staffs aren't. He's like, you know how to tie knots? And I was like, I mean, I can tie my shoes. He was like, alright, fuck it, whatever, we'll send you. You'll either fail or you'll pass, whatever. So I was like, alright, staffs aren't, sounds good. So, I end up going to, I think it was, it was August, because I was, I tested on my birthday. So I went in August And your whole entire first, like, I want to say it was, like, first week, maybe two weeks. All you do every day. So you have classroom, like, the first two days, I want to say. And then every day after that, you show up. All you do all day is tie knots. And systems. You tie. All kinds of freaking, uh back-to-backs and freaking, I don't know, hitches and half-hitches and all kinds of just banana land stuff that you didn't even know you could fucking do, right? And, like, ram's heads and all this kind of crazy fucking names. And then you tie, like, rappel systems from a Huey, rappel systems from an Offspring, rappel systems from a 53. You know, you've got all these different freaking... Systems, you got tower repel, you know, all kinds of all kinds of stuff, right? That you're tying off to, and you're creating these systems. And it was so much information that I was like, Phew. I used to come home and tell my wife, and you can ask her this. I'd be like, my brain is mush. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know if, if I don't even want to look at a rope, right? Like I've I've tied so many knots today. I don't even want to. I don't even want to look at my shoelaces. Right, so it comes time to really get down and taking the test, and we take a pretest the first day, right? And if you pass the pretest, or if you get a hundred percent on it, you didn't have to even show up the next day for the actual test because it just counted as a grade. You know, why do something perfect if you can't? Or excuse me, why do something twice? And give you the potential to fail the second time if you did something perfect the first time. You know, doesn't make any sense. But, so I failed the pretest miserably and I was like, there's no way I'm going to pass this thing. There's no way I'm going to pass this thing. There's no way I'm going to pass the knowledge. There's no way I'm going to pass this. And then, so we took that test in the morning. Right. We took it like, right at first light. It was like 06 in the morning. Or something like that. Like right as it's peeking through the trees. They, it was so early in the morning. They were taking a flashlight. To. Uh, shine on your knot. To make sure your knot was good. Right. And then we moved to the systems. And the systems test took like. I don't know. I want to say it was like. A couple hours at least. But. I failed so miserably. That they were like. You can either stay here. And practice or you can go home. And I stayed there until like it was voluntary. But I felt so bad for like making my wife wait. 
And I was like, yeah, they made me stay over. You know, kind of give it the old, like, yeah, fucking military, bro. <laughs> Got me again. But I think I told her, like, after, the day after I passed the test or whatever, which, spoiler alert, I passed the test. Uh, I think I told her after, I was like, yeah, so they didn't actually make me stay. I just really needed the practice. She was like, oh, well, you just told me that, idiot. And I was like, yeah, well, I felt bad. You know, sorry. Shouldn't lie to you. Which I... I don't anymore. <laughs> I used to tell her little white lies like that sometimes. And she would almost every single time... she Well, every single time she'd catch me in them. And I'd be like, fuck. You should have just told the truth. Shouldn't have gave this little white lie. Which is a total... You know, going off the rails there. It's 10.30 at night. I'm a little sleepy. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to uh, get back to my story here. So, I, I worked, and I worked, and I worked, and I, they probably get sick of me asking these questions. I asked about 80,000 different questions, right? And uh, so, finally... I get comfortable enough. I come home. My wife's like, are you ready for your test tomorrow? It's on your birthday. You know, you turn 21. You give us something to celebrate. I was like, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I studied and I studied and I studied. I, when I drove in to the schoolhouse that morning, I uh, had my book and my notes open. And I had actually kind of taped not necessarily taped it, but I had it pretty much on my steering wheel to where I could read it while I was steering and driving and stuff. And uh, I went in, I passed the written test with like a 98. And then I, f so you're only allowed to fail two knots and three systems. So it was like five things total. So I passed the knots. I got, I think I failed one knot. Right, and then I failed two systems. No, no, no. I failed. I failed all. I failed three systems, which means I needed a retest and get at least. When I retested, I had to get all three of them right. That's just the weird, weird rules. You know, if you go through it the first time and you only get two wrong out of all the systems, cool. We'll show you how to fix it. You know, you won't need to retest, but we will teach you how to go go from there, right, and fix your stuff. Not a big deal, but I failed three systems, so when it's time to retest, they made me to redo all three in order to pass. Understandable. So, I had to stay and redo all three. But they said, you can practice. You can practice a couple times before you tie these systems. You just can't ask any questions. To us, you can ask your peers. That's fine. So what I did, I grabbed one of the guys that was done, and I was like, listen, I will pay you to sit here and help me. Give me tips on what I'm doing wrong. Just watch me and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Because there is no possible way 
I'm I will f I I'm failing this because if I fail this I have to go back to the unit and I cannot I refuse to go back to the unit unit failing the fucking course <laughs> like that's it just it just ain't me I've did that one time which not a lot of people post military career will tell you they failed the course but I 100% I don't care I'll tell you I failed the course. And it was it was pretty bad because like I'm a pretty decent shooter, and the part of the course that I failed on was the actual like <laughs> uh, shooting aspect of it. But whatever, that's another story for another day, for another lesson learned. But anyways, so guy stays there, helps me out tremendously. And then it's like, I go up, it's getting close, <laughs> everybody, like a majority of people finished, probably like 11, you know, in the morning, and I think when I took my first retest, it was like 4 in the afternoon, so like, I failed all my stuff around 11, and I practiced until like 4, but I was not giving up. I burned my fucking boat. That was the hill I was going to die on. However the fuck you want to say it. There was no retreat. There was no retreat. I was fully committed. I was going to get this damn thing right. And now that poor guy that I asked to have helped me. I made his ass stay. He was like, alright man, you're going to test? And I was like, yeah. He's like, alright, I'm going to go. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you be my moral support? He's like, no, bro, you got it. I was like. Motherfucker, you're going to stay. I need you. Like, no, 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 no. You got it. So there, there's another point. He burned my boat for me. He burned another little retreat ship that I had. He didn't give me the option to, to blame him for something that he advice he had given me. He didn't give me the option to turn and look at him and be like, what the fuck, bro? Nah, he's like, nah, homie, you're facing this by yourself. So, I did. And I passed, as you know. Went out that evening with my wife for my 21st birthday. Stopped by the liquor store. I think I got like a bottle of rum and a bottle of tequila or something like that. Uh, and then we went to this Mexican restaurant. Which, if you've been to Jacksonville, North Carolina. Or anywhere that has a Chewy's. You know that that place is damn good. And I don't want to hear like It's not real Mexican food. It's Tex-Mex. Okay, it says it on the damn menu. Alright. That shit is delicious. Okay. Creamy jalapeno. I could drink it. Bring it here. Put it in a cup. <laughs> I'll, drink, I'll drink it all day. I don't even need the chips. Fuck the chips. Give me the creamy jalapeno. Anyways. When I ate, I had a beer. And mentally, because I committed so hard, I was so exhausted, my wife was like, you want to go out? I'll DD for you. I was like, nah, I think I just want to go home. I was in bed by 9 o'clock on my 21st birthday and, like, passed out. Like, I, my, ass was a, my ass was gone. I was, a, I was asleep. She thing, she thing was, though, like, 
I kind of took it away from my wife because she really wanted to go out with me and kind of celebrate. It was a Friday night, but I just mentally exhausted myself and physically exhausted myself because, I mean, running around tying all them knots and shit. If you do it a fuckload of times, you get fucking worn out, man. If your fingers are cramping and shit, it's it's fucking mess. But I did it. I fully committed. I burned my fucking ship. And I passed. And I achieved my goal. Then all I got to do all the fun shit the next two weeks. Fast roping out of birds. Rappelling out of birds. Spy rigging. Spy rigging is cool as shit because you look like monkeys in a barrel. The only cool, the only non-cool part about spy rigging is the fact that when you get picked up off the ground, that harness sucks so tight up against your balls that you feel like they're going to fall off. Right? Like I've never wondered what a bull feels like when they get castrated. But if I had ever wondered what it felt like that's pretty close to what I would imagine it felt like because that shit hurt but then you're up uh, you're you're way up in the fucking air you feel like Superman you know flying around flying over Onslow Beach and you're wa- people are waving at you and shit and they're pointing at you and you can see them down there look like fucking ants you know, it's pretty fucking awesome. I would do it again. The scariest part about spy rigging is the the fucking dude up in the bird that's laying on his stomach, and right beside him is this fucking giant machete. Because <laughs> if something happens to the bird, and the bird starts going down, pilot will tell you cut rope. Right? And if the pilot tells you to fucking cut rope. You cut that fucker. There's a block underneath part of that fucking strap. You cut that fucker. And everybody that's underneath the bird. (laughs) I mean. If I could play that fucking free falling song right now. If I could cue it up really quick. And I'm free. (laughs) They're fucked. And you're fucked too. Because I mean the the bird's going down. So nobody's really going to make it. I mean, you might, but you're tough as shit. <laughs> but <laughs> no, man, you you just got you you gotta fucking commit. You gotta fully fucking commit. It's like getting a fucking tattoo. That shit's gonna be in your skin forever, and even after you get it laser removed, like you're 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 still gonna have the fucking scar, like. There are people out there that are like, man, I'm going to get this shit laser removed. I ain't going to have no fucking outline ever again. And then they don't go to the expensive laser removal place. They just kind of go to the cheaper one. And then next thing, next time you see them, they've got this weird fucked up looking scar that's the same thing as their, their tattoo was. You know? <laughs> like, man, fuck that laser removal shit. Like, hey. Whatever, buddy. You should have went to the fucking expensive one. They do a better job. (laughs) But, you know, you can look around and see all kinds of examples of people, like, burning the fucking ship. Right? They burned their ship and they committed fully. 
right? The Rock. You're like, how the fuck the Rock burn his ship? Motherfucker, when he got to Hollywood, he had seven bucks to his name. Seven bucks. Think about that. College football didn't work out. And then he decided to take a new career path. He just completely gave up on the football. He burned that fucking boat. He decided he's going to take this other island. He's going to take this fucking island. And he might only have seven bucks. And in our scenario here of taking the island, that might only be like seven fucking arrows. Or seven fucking rounds and a pistol. But he's taking this fucking island. He don't give a shit. He's taking it. And look what he did. He fucking took it. And he's all the time looking at ways to progress. You know, whether you like him or not, Alex Rodriguez is all the time looking for a new way to progress. That man, you want to talk about a man that that can balance a lot? He is on ESPN. Alex Rodriguez now. He's on ESPN. He does a show on Barstool Sports. And he's on Fox. That's a lot of different environments with a lot of different shit. And he's got a Rod Corp. And he's got his hand in all other kinds of freaking businesses. It's insane. It's insane. But he commits. Commitment. You got you to gotta look at it, commitment. <laughs> you know? Because if you don't, if you don't commit fully, you're just wasting your fucking time. And time is money, baby. We all know that. Everybody's chasing the fucking dollar. In some way, shape, or form. You might not think it, but you're you're chasing the proverbial dollar. Because you want a better life. You want better opportunities. You want to do the, be able to do the stuff you love for a living. Right? All my skateboarders out there, you want to be like the Tony Hawk. Right? Because Tony Hawk was really like the one of the first motherfuckers to do it. Right? How many people had a fucking video game before Tony Hawk did? <laughs> no one. You know, I listened to uh, his interview on Rogan, and it's kind of funny because he was like a like a 14-year-old kid. He goes to enter this fucking competition, and he said back, back in the day, it was kind of funny because you didn't have like agents that tell you you turn pro or need all these fucking sponsors. He's like, literally, I entered a competition, and it was like, are you an amateur or a pro? And he checked the pro box, and that was it. Pro skater. And he started tearing up the freaking, the vert circuit and all these vert competitions and all this stuff. And there was actually an article, and I looked it up, I can't remember who wrote it, but there's actually an article in Thrashers that came out when he was like 14 or 15, I want to say, 
that claimed that the way he was getting all his height coming off the vert or the inside of the pool or or the ramp or whatever it is you want to call it, whatever thing you want to think about here and picture it in your mind was actually illegal and that he, and that he should be uh, kind of disowned by the skateboard community that's fucking insane tony hawk 15 years old he's got he's got people in fucking thrashers magazine which he says he held this guy in like a super high regard so it was kind of like a smack in the fucking face was like yeah you're fucking cheating because you're doing shit different than I am you're getting more height than I am that's fucked bro like that's fucked up that's crazy speaking of that I saw his fucking Instagram post today or maybe it was either today or it was yesterday where he dislocated his finger fucking <laughs> trying to do shit it's crazy he's dude's like 56 years old or some shit like that still just fucking tearing it up he's way way more athletic than I think I'm ever gonna be at 56 I hope I'm as athletic as Tony Hawk is at 56 fucking hey that'd be sick you know or like be like Gordy Howe you know that dude was still playing some form of professional hockey like well into his 60s. Think about that. You're in your 60s. There are guys that are in the league that are 18, 19. Like there's a famous picture with a, uh, a rookie. I want to say it was a rookie, Wayne Gretzky, in the face-off circle against Gordie Howe. You know? You want to talk about commitment? That's a fucking commitment right there. You play your sport well into your 60s. To like literally 90% of people in America that don't stay active when they get older can fall down and they're like break their leg. Or they're like fuck themselves up. just be, Not just because they're old. Their bones are getting brittle. That's just human physiologic. Right? It's a human body. It's the way it works. You get old, your bones get brittle. You fall down, you fucking break your hip. You get it replaced, bust your knee, you get it replaced. Next thing you know, you're half fucking robot. But you don't feel like the Terminator. You know? Crazy. It's crazy to me. But... You know, that's a level of commitment that I'm talking about. Going back to, you know, the Gordy Howe, the fucking Tony Hawk, the look at the Godfather of podcasts himself, Joe Rogan. He started a podcast in 2009. He was a freshman in high school, 2009. Joe started his podcast. In 2009, I would, I would venture to say that 95% of people didn't know what the fuck a podcast was. What do you mean? It's a 
pre-recorded audio, like, radio show thing. Why don't you just listen to the fucking radio? If you want a talk show, just listen to the fucking radio. Started in 2009. Been doing the fucking thing ever since. That's crazy. He's committed. And his and his philosophy is is just just keep fucking doing it. Eventually you'll get good at it. You know, try, 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 but stay committed. Don't give your option a fucking retreat. Retreat is not an option. It's not. One of the fucking best quotes I can think about when it comes to retreat and I think about this pretty often so let me paint the picture for you uh, Bella Wood the famous Battle of Bella Wood in the early 1900s, World War One, the Marine Marine Corps is uh, sent to assist in holding uh, a town and a set of roads so that the Germans cannot overtake Paris. And <clears throat> so the story goes that um, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought here. Uh, story goes that the Marines that are advancing across this field get bogged down and it gets to the point where uh, they don't know whether to run or um, keep keep moving because if they move uh, they're gonna die or they feel like they're gonna die and which here is a great example of leading by example A man by the name of, and I'm trying to think, it's just kind of why I'm bogged down here in my speaking. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Oh. 
it just hit me. Sergeant Major Dan Daly, uh, who at the time, I believe he was a uh, first sergeant, Dan Daly, uh, and yeah, the, he was leading the 73rd Machine Gun Company uh, at the Battle of Bella Wood. Uh, and at this point, I believe he already had uh, his two medals of honor uh, that had basically solidified himself into all of Marine Corps history as like the ultimate badass. Because if you get one medal of honor, you're just a fucking badass. Uh, but to live through two events that awarded you two medals of honor, you're you're a fucking stud. Okay. But, uh, so they kind of get bogged down in Bellwood, and, and First Sergeant Dan Daly stands up as they're advancing towards the Germans, and he yells, Come on, you sons of bitches! Don't you want to live forever? And then I'm pretty sure uh, if you look back at the battle, the Marines ended up crossing uh, and attacking the woods six times before the Germans fell back. And ultimately, I want to say at the time, First Sergeant Dan Daly was awarded the Navy Cross for his actions, which is pretty awesome. Two Medal of Honor. And you just got awarded another Navy Cross. Pretty sure he already had a few. Or at least one. Anyways. He burned. He burned their their ship. For retreat. You know. In a way. He kind of did. Did they have the option to run the other way? Yes. Could they have ran scared? Yes. Were they bogged down to the point where they were be starting to become stagnant? Yeah. I mean, you can read different pieces of history that'll say, no, it was just kind of a tactical pause. No, they weren't doing this. Or, yes, 100%, they were getting bogged down. Uh, the Germans were so tenacious and so fierce and gruesome that they, they were kind of bogging the Marines down as they were crossing these fields and crossing these woods. But at the end of the day, at the time, First Sergeant Dan Daly stood up in the midst of gunfire, because this is a ongoing battle, so there was no real lull in gunfire. If you read about the Battle of Bella Wood, it was super bloody. A lot of, a lot of people dead. But... Dan Daly stood up simultaneously as he says this statement. He lights their their ship on fire for retreat. And he's like, come on, you bastards. Don't you want to live forever? Kind of almost, almost throwing it in their face. Because, you know, military guys, they're going to talk shit before they go do something. Like, oh yeah, we're going to fuck these dudes up. Or, or military guys, I mean, it's just kind of 
kind of a fucking the way we are. We're good at what we do. We know we're good at what we do. Sometimes you gotta be your own favorite flavor of ice cream. Because if not, whose cone are you licking? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Went off the rail. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely. Um, he stands up and he burns He burns their ship. Right? He doesn't give them an option to retreat. And, and if you read the history of Bellwood, that is where uh, the Marine Corps was given the name Tufflehunden. Or Hellhound, which in turn, in English, I don't know why we couldn't have kept Hound of Hell or Hounds from Hell. Uh, we picked up Devil Dog. That's kind of a little history lesson for you. So, we kind of talked, we've, I mean, we've covered kind of a lot of just random topics here. And I've been going at this thing for quite a while now. But I do think it is important to note that success is something that everybody wants. Everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to achieve their goals. You know, whether it's your daily goal, your goal for work. Your goal for the week. Your goal in the gym. Whatever it is. You know, say you start a new workout cycle. And you're on the the Russian 5x5 deadlift program. And you're like, by the end of this, I want to be able to deadlift 450 pounds. Right? Right now, I'm only doing 350. I want to ump it by 100 pounds. You know, I'm going to do a... Uh, 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 10 week cycle or whatever it is I'm fully committing to this so what do you do you burn your proverbial ship if you want to take that goal and you want to achieve the island you burn your ship burn it burn it the fucking ground ash ash dust to dust and you turn around and you take that fucking island you take it. Always moving forward. You put all that old shit that you were doing before and that wasn't really working for you. Or maybe it had worked for you. You just needed to change something up. You kind of hit a peak. You plateaued. And now you need to keep climbing. And you want to keep climbing so you got to change up your style. So you got to burn the old way, which is your ship. And now you're going to use this new tactic where there is no retreat. And you're going to go take take your goal. You're going to achieve your island. You know? Because another thing, too, to think about, when you take that island after you burn your ship, guess what's on the island? Probably, if you're... If you pick a decent island, right? Like I'm envisioning in my mind like this super nice, grassy, full of trees island, right? If you picked a good island, what's on that island? Uh, 
trees. What can you do with trees? You can cut them down. Slice them up. Whittle them. Guess what you can build? Another boat. Because you took the fucking island, so that's your shit now. So you can take what you've got off of your new goal and your new island. You could fasten another boat and go to the next fucking island. You can always move forward. We can always do something to move forward towards success. Right? So. Yeah. That. That's going to about do it for this week's topic. You know, and I hope I didn't go off the rails too much for you guys. Uh, I know a lot. Some of the feedback I got was like, yeah, please go off the rails more. That shit was funny. And I was like, I don't know how funny it was, but. I mean, I'm going to keep the vibe the same, you know, and I think people in their lives, you, you shouldn't change who you are for somebody else, right, unless you're, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, if you're, if you're racist, fuck you, okay, <laughs> you know, sorry, sorry, not sorry. But, if you're doing something that makes you happy in life, right? Like, you're going after your goals, and you're trying to achieve something, but somebody that's that's kind of halfway riding with you doesn't vibe with it, and they're like, man, I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why you're doing this. Don't let them. Fuck them. Don't let them stag- bring you down. Don't let them stagger you to the point where you just kind of give up. Put them on the ship and burn that bitch. <laughs> you know? There's a... You know how there's a saying of, like, don't burn bridges? Well, there's... I forget what company has it, but they... <laughs> so these people are geniuses because they use that saying, but instead of don't burn bridges, they, they wrote burn your bridges and use the fire to light your path. <laughs> like, it's pretty fucking funny if you ask me. But, like always guys, please uh, subscribe to this. I should have all the technical difficulties worked out. Uh, if you're one of my people that listen to Podbean, that is what I record this on where the initial channel's set up. Uh, thank you. You know, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sticking around for an hour plus. You know, I really appreciate it. If you guys want to leave a comment, give me some feedback, write a review, share with your friends, man. Spread this thing around. If you guys really like it, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, I'm going to keep doing it. So, (laughs) hopefully we can grow and get better and we can move forward. You know, because I burned my ship on this one. I'm fully, fully committing to doing this thing every week. And I know I'm I'm probably going to be a little late this week, but... um, 
hopefully I've got all the technical difficulties worked out and hopefully I can get everything uh, worked out so that I can start going on Apple uh, I'm gonna do my best to explore Google Play because I had somebody mention to me Google Play they listen to podcasts on Google Play so I'm gonna explore that option see what it's gonna take to get it on there uh, so I can make this thing available for you guys as much as humanly possible um, but I appreciate you guys listening and uh, I'll uh, I'll see you guys next week. This is uh this is T out.